For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Plan your match day with our GPS travel planner, taking you to the best pubs, restaurants and hotels, home and away. Download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. Welcome everybody, we are here for a special episode of CHN Radio. If you remember during the international break, we like to get busy with the fans who aren't blessed to be from the great city of Newcastle. Uh, so we have a Beyond the Tune segment with you, and it is a, it's going to be a great one. I'm, I was going to say it's a great one, but I don't really know, but I'm confident that it is, because I've talked to Eric for at least three minutes of my entire life, and I can tell. It is evident that this is going to be a great interview and experience. So, uh, before we get to to the special guest, we have to we can't continue this. I mean, I, we're almost a minute in of just my voice, and that's unacceptable. We have to welcome the best damn co-host in the land, Elijah Newsom. How are you, dear sir? Um, you know, I'm alive and well. Uh, excited to be here. Um, good, good to take a break from. Uh, talking about how bad Newcastle are mm. to talking about how great the fans are, you know, like yes. that spin zone. That's, that's fantastic. Almost like Atlanta United, you know, about the fans, not the, not the club. Yeah. It, I feel like that was a low blow, <laughs> but you know, it, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with it. You know, it's good. I love, I love the club. I love the fans. I love the players. Um, that's all we'll speak on Atlanta United. <laughs> all right. Well, let's talk about Newcastle. Uh, with us is a very special guest, a Hoosier State born and bred, I hope, think. I think so. Um, I, with us is Eric Schmidt. How are you, our dear friend? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, so Eric, give it, tell us a little bit about yourself. So you're in Indiana. Yeah. State everyone knows everything about. Yeah. <laughs> Especially <laughs> folks overseas. They're well acquainted with Yeah, Indiana. give give a little give a little rundown of your state and your your story. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh Indiana. Not a lot <laughs> going on there. Um a couple big cities, Fort Wayne and Indianapolis. That's about it. Um Rodrigo yeah. Blankenship. There we go. That's about it. Best kicker <laughs> in the game. What? Well, hey, who do you think, Eric? Who is the most famous person from Indiana? Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. That's I would good. have never guessed it. That would probably have been the 48th state. I would have guessed. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I knew that it was a state that I like was not like I was just shocked when I learned he was from, but I couldn't remember who it was. And I also just assumed you were going to say Larry Bird because I'm just assuming Larry Bird's from oh, Indiana. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But but Michael Jackson probably is more famous than Larry Bird in some yeah. circles, people might say. Just people <laughs> might say that. Yeah. <laughs> some some may. 
Um, I'm, I'm sure most of our listeners have heard of Larry Bird. Not many Michael Jackson, you know? Yeah, definitely um, not. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, so we're dying to hear now, Eric. Uh, tell, us, tell us about why and how did you come across this beautiful specimen that is Newcastle United? And how did you become <laughs> to supporting this fantastic club? All right. Sounds good. Um, you know, in a word, uh, timing. It's all about timing, I think, on this one. Uh, you know, I was finishing up college around 2010, 2011. Uh, that's kind of when European and English, you know, football was starting to get broadcast into the U.S. So before then, really didn't have any opportunity to expose myself to it. Um, so, you know, just playing FIFA with, you know, my friends, things like that. Um, and we see on the schedule, oh, we have a Premier League club coming to play against the Columbus crew. That's only a two and a half hour drive. Let's go check that out. Uh, so July 26, 2011, there we go. Newcastle beat Columbus crew three, nothing been hooked ever since. Whoa. Do you remember who scored in that one? Yeah. Uh, Colaccini, um, Joe Lamb, Yobi, and forget the third guy. I want to say it was like a youth guy. Never really made it into the first team too much. Harris, I forget how you say his last name. Harris Vukic. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. That's a name. Oh, man. I'm sure that uh, when when Zach listens to this episode, he's going to freak out because that's one. He's he's another guy in the network and he loves naming random Newcastle players, especially the ones that were built like build as promising youth. And Harris is one of those guys who like was a, a nice prospect for a couple seasons. And then just yeah. never cut it out. I love that. That's great. Sure. Um, <laughs> have you For actually sure. been to a, a match, Eric? Um, close. I uh, oh. had plans outside of it. that, obviously. Yeah, yeah, but. yeah. Uh, we have my dad and I want to go to a game at St. James's Park. Uh, so we had plane tickets. We had hotels. We were going to spend uh, about a week in Scotland, uh, you know, hiking and doing things like that, and then finish up the week down south of the border in Newcastle against Spurs. I think it was the first week of May this year. And then, Ooh. and then the pandemic struck. So close. Oh, oh man, that stinks. <laughs> uh, for what it's worth, Greg and I were talking about last season, trying to go this season. And then once the pandemic happened, we were like, all right, that's not happening. So yeah, uh, that, <laughs> that stinks. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming that you still are, are going to try to, like yeah we're gonna kind of kind of wait it see it out right now i i don't want to go on a limited capacity because this is probably going to be a once in a lifetime kind of thing so i want to go when the place is full the place is rocking um you know i don't want to go to any uh socially distanced uh game or anything so it might be a few years but i think we'll get there so the pfizer news was very welcome today yeah good (laughs) good pfizer news yeah good pfizer vaccine updates uh really cool um like, hopefully you get to go. I mean, yeah, when, who knows? Now the world is in play, I guess, decision-making-wise. So um, let's just hope it happens in the next season. And yeah. yeah that'd that'd be, that'd be, because that means that the world is a lot better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for that's, sure. that's good. The world is a lot better by next December. I think that's something that everyone would love to see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's go. Let's go favorite Newcastle player of all time and why. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, all time, I really can't say pre 2011 because I wasn't really a fan or exposed to stuff, you know, although there's some good legends back there, but, uh, in terms of, uh, you know, my time supporting the club, uh, hands down, I know it's, he's a polarizing figure here. Johan Kabai. 
Okay. Okay. So, when he said polarizing, I thought Isaiah Perez was an absolute boss. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, just the way he left the club, you know, I think he kind of froze himself out to force a transfer. So, yeah. uh, you know, it was sad to see the way he left. But when he did play for Newcastle, he was just an absolute beast. Uh, 17 goals and 79 appearances. But, you know, he was a defensive midfielder. So you're not expecting to score. He had a nasty free kick. And I do remember he scored the, he scored the uh, winner at Old Trafford. 1-0 mm-hmm. win for the first time in 41 years. So definitely love Kabai. Mm-hmm. Wish he would have stayed a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> Who would start, Johan Gabay or St. Maximin? Uh, <laughs> slightly different positions, so I'm saying both. Oh, oh you dodged oh. it. You yeah. dodged it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I have a weird question for you that I just thought of in my head. Um, sure. If you could – I know that in the Midwest, and maybe I'm assuming things, but as far as I can tell, in Midwest, state fairs are – our thing is that is that correct eric am, am, am uh, i correct yeah, in saying I guess, that I, I, I think you're right yeah yeah if, I mean, if you uh, could okay oh so sorry to cut you off there but you're good if you could like introduce some american fair food type dish to like any to, to like bring it to the newcastle team they bring you and they say eric we need we need you to add this to the menu we're gonna have all the players eat it we're going to put it in the we're going to have we're going to sell it to games what is what's the 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 american kind of like traditional fair food that you're gonna you're gonna bring there or non-traditional like you've heard something oh, crazy like yeah definitely uh, elephant ears can't go wrong there whoa uh, I, what is that <laughs> oh no one knows what wait hold on where is indiana what? <laughs> Are we thinking of the U.S. State or I, is there some another in Indiana that has elephants? I love, I love how Eric's just like, you don't know what elephant ears are? And I'm like, I, I barely knew fairs were a thing until I went to Syracuse. Okay. And I was like, oh, okay. wow, the state fair is a thing. I thought that was just from the movies. All right, fair enough. Uh, basically, deep fried dough covered in cinnamon sugar, something Ooh. like that. Elephant ear, oh. funnel cake, interchangeable. Oh, funnel cake. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Same, I've had funnel cake. Similar cakes. thing, yeah. Similar Got thing. It. I don't know. Might just be a regional uh, in naming difference, I guess. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's awesome. That makes sense. I'm all for that. Oh, <laughs> I was dude, really so worried about Indiana for a second, so I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad you described that. <laughs> uh, all right, so we're, we're going to take a quick break, uh, and then we're going to go to a part two of this get to know Eric Schmidt segment. Um, And we'll be right back after this break. For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Our chat system connects the Newcastle community with its public forums for supporters globally, as well as private chats with your mates. Download the free Toonami app now from the App Store and Google Play. Welcome back, Eric. How was your break? Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Good. All right. So uh, got another question for you. You ready for it? Yes, sir. What is your match day routine in Ooh, Indiana? Good one. Do you have any superstitions? Do, oh. do you have a certain thing, certain jersey that you wear every match? Uh, uh, not every match. I have you about You don't wear a... your left sock? What, what, <laughs> what we got? Uh, no specific jersey. I have about six or seven of them. So they rotate. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. You know, nice uh, but yeah, wake up and uh, being on Eastern time, games are usually 10, you know, sometimes the early game at 730 or 
you know, later game at noon or two thirty. But uh, yeah, I head over to my dad's and uh, my parents are over there, and uh, you know, we'll have coffee in the morning. Um, depending on how the game goes, I might turn to beer. Uh, <laughs> um, so you're yeah, drinking a lot of beer. Yeah, uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's a, it's really good time though, just to spend time with family. You know, my mom usually cooks us breakfast, and we're just visiting and uh, chatting and watching the game, and uh, wondering why we're not getting anywhere near the opposition's penalty area. And uh, you know, uh, but yeah, it's a it's a good excuse to uh, you know see family on a weekly basis. I even got my brother down in Indianapolis. Him and his family hooked, and their kids all have jerseys now. And uh, oh, thoughts and so, prayers. Uh, I'm spreading my uh, Newcastle influence all over the state. You know? Love it. <laughs> love it. Elephant ears and football. I, I, I love story. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a follow-up to, to that. Um, mom's breakfast. I, I'd like to hear more about this. What What's the, the best thing you've, you, you like about mom's breakfast? Is it the eggs? Is it the French toast? Is she Ooh, a pancake just, uh... lady? No, just in uh, case in know. case any of our listeners are wondering, Elijah's hungry right now. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just uh, you know, whatever. Any kind of breakfast food works, you know, or lunch food if it's that time, you know. You'll never starve in Indiana. <laughs> oh, uh, next Tunari meetup's gonna be in Indiana. Watch. You've you've already got me hooked. You'll never starve in Indiana is a perfect tagline. Um <laughs> You kind of talked about who you watch it with. So we'll just go to the next question, which is a good one. Um, and of course I'm biased because we came up with these questions, but I think it's a good question. Um, okay. If you could choose any American player to join Newcastle, who would it be and why? And I think you've already heard this, Eric. There's been some people who are like, Oh, well, you know, I don't want to say Christian Pulisic. So you don't have to say Christian Pulisic. Cause I think oh, no. I got, I've got a great answer for you guys. Great okay. answer. All right. Um, so, this one, uh, this gentleman just finished his career. He played 1999 to 2019. So I guess right now he wouldn't fit, but go back a few years, any of those years, I would slot him into the team. We're going with my man, Demarcus Beasley. Oh, Demarcus. Oh, yeah. So uh, here, here's my rationale. Hear me out. Okay. All right. So he's a left wing back. So very similar to Jetro. He's a good left back, but he can get forward and has goals in him. Okay, he's a four-time Gold Cup winner, and he is the only American international to make four different World Cup squads. And, dicing on the cake, he's from Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, yeah, Marcus I was My next question was, where in Indiana is he from? That was my next question. <laughs> uh, People forget he, he could have. Yeah, he did. And he could have made a fifth World Cup squad. We don't have to talk about it, but like he could have. <laughs> he was he was brought in as emergency like cover. Like he also yeah. has more Champions League appearances than any other American. Huh. That's another fact. Okay. Yeah. He's been in the Champions League more than anyone else. And we're, we're this is not CONCACAF Champions League. I'm no, saying. no, this is this is the real <laughs> Champions League. <laughs> But the Philadelphia Union will be uh, in the Champions League. I suggest everyone watch. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Dupe. Uh, anyway, uh, if you could pick. So now, now we have Beasley helping out the back line, helping out the attack. But now we need a new owner because Mike Ashley ain't it, folks. Uh, so you have to pick any American celebrity to buy Newcastle United. Who would it be and why? 
And also, I wouldn't okay. mind like a 30 second elevator pitch to that person in case they happen to listen. To okay. Them. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Um, you got to go with uh, one man, Berkshire Hathaway, Warren Buffett. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just just some old guy to bankroll the crap out of the team. Let's get let's get Mbappe. Let's get Neymar. Let's get them all. <laughs> uh, what if uh, he doesn't make it through the the Premier League sale process because it's quite lengthy and he doesn't have much left <laughs> in him? <laughs> yeah. um, you know that's that's my only answer. That's all I got for you guys. All right, Warren well, Buffett sell Boston. Warren. Sell him. <laughs> why why would he buy Newcastle? You know, he's uh, no spring chicken. You know, he's uh, he's getting up there in years. I'm sure he wants a little bit of entertainment. Uh, mm. Maybe uh, maybe one last uh, go at uh, something that he's never done before, you know, sporting-wise. So uh, not may not be a bad idea. And then just put – just bequeath it to whoever's next in line. And then we're yeah, – we there Berks, we go. We're the Berkshire Hathaway United. Yeah, I could see Berkshire Hathaway on the, the front of the kits, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'm in on anyone who has a lot of money and uh, would do. Um, like the, the the bar is on the floor in terms of being better than Mike Ashley. So, <laughs> um. So anyway, uh, and this is our our final question, and it's a fun one. If you could go back in time and attend any Newcastle match, which one would you choose, and why? Okay. Okay. I like this question. Uh, game I would go back to would be uh, February 11th, 2018, St. James's Park. We took on Man United, Dubrovka's first game in the black and white. Uh, uh. We win 1-0. And I think that hands down, that was the best team performance I've seen since I started following Newcastle. There was no single clear cut player who just took the game and was the star. It was Every person did equally good. There was not a bad player on the pitch. Um, it was the typical uh, Rafa, the epitome of the Rafa performance. We only had 35% possession, uh, 1-1-0. Um, Dubrovka made good saves all game. And even he got beaten once, Lejeune comes, clears from out of nowhere, diving, clears a ball off the line from Alexis Sanchez. It's just total team effort. Um, you know, uh, got to go with that game. Yeah, I thought that we may have signed Iron Man as goalkeeper. It was pretty remarkable. And, and we still may have. He just uh, has a little kink in the armor right now, but he'll be back. And it's kind, of, it's kind of insane looking at that team and then looking at the team we have now and being like, how is this team we have now, like, arguably so much worse than that team? So, like, that starting 11, Dubrovka in goal, DeAndre Yedlin, Jamal Lascelles, Florian Lejeune, and Paul Dummett playing left back, who, reminder, Paul Dummett literally, I mean, he gave away the first goal in the U23s. Actually, the second goal in the U23s match this past weekend. So, wild that this man was a starting left back a couple seasons ago. Matt Ritchie out wide, who had the only goal of the match. John Joe Shelby and Mo Diame in the middle with Kennedy out wide. And Iose Perez and Dwight Gale up top. I guess Paul Dummett was playing as a, a third center back here, now that I think about it. But anyway, just like a lot of those guys, like Modiame is not better than any person in the starting level right now. Kennedy, we know how that ended down the road. Yep. Matt Ritchie still is like kind of seen himself out of the picture recently. Dwight Gale, same thing. Like he's like third in the pecking order on forward. So it's just interesting to see like 
that team and obviously DeAndre Yedlin is I don't even think he plays for Newcastle anymore at this rate. So yeah, it's yeah. it's wild how that team was so much worse than what Steve Bruce has. <laughs> I think it just comes down to management and tactics, you know. But uh, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> that was actually the hot take uh-huh. Eric had. He said first he had a hot take for us, and that was it. That oh, managing Newcastle comes down to, to <laughs> tactics. <laughs> yeah, we'll end this on your hot take. All right, hot take. Hear me out on this, guys. I want to see what your thoughts on this. I've been thinking okay. about this all week. Okay. Steve Bruce, no matter how the results go this season, will not be sacked at any point, and he will be the starting manager next season, even if we're relegated. And here's my evidence. So Mike Ashley, as of late, has been giving extended runs to managers. Pardue should have been sacked long before he did. Same with McLaren. Carver was awful. Steve Bruce has performed well last season, and despite the inconsistent displays, he's in a good spot at the start of the season. I think that's enough where Mike Ashley will say, hey, you've got the job at least until the end of the season. He doesn't push Ashley's buttons like Rafa does for um, ambition. Uh, So Ashley obviously likes that. And even if we are relegated, he is a top championship manager, whether you like it or not. He's won promotion four times, the most of any manager tied with Neil Warnock. So I think he's – Mike Ashley's ideal manager. And because of that, he's going to get an even longer leash than previous stated managers. He's here for good guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I think I mean, so. My, my combat, <laughs> I'll, I'll combat it is. So I, I agree right now we're on a win loss draw, win loss draw uh, run in the premier league, which is mid table. So uh, yep. that's, I mean, whether people like it or not. Uh, however, if we, Mike Ashley has proven that if we do get close to that relegation, he will fire somebody to try to make a change. And many Premier League clubs have done it. Um, we had the John Carver instance uh, when uh, McLaren was bringing us down. Uh, obviously, that didn't help. And then fired again. Rafa was brought on to to uh, stave off relegation, and he ended up not. Uh, so he got very antsy and was firing plenty of people. <laughs> But to avoid that relegation, that would be my evidence to support that. If it got close, Mike Ashley can't afford to lose that money. Uh, so he would do whatever it takes okay. to get this team up. Okay. So welcome your new manager, everybody, Sam Allardyce. <laughs> fair, um, point, I, fair point. But I just think since he knows he has the guy to get him right back up with a uh, yeah, proven promotion sure. winner, I think he's going to get a longer leash than most. Yeah, I, I, I think I would also add to that, like, I mean, I agree. I think it'll be tough to to get Steve Bruce out. Um, but I also have just very much, and I've kind of held this belief that he's probably not getting fired um, until there's a different owner. I mean, uh, with yeah. the way this team is set up and with the players they've signed, it is, it's like relegation is a possibility, but it is, it's, it's like, it's tough. I mean, you, you have like a lot has to go wrong. And so far, Getting off to a good start is is good for Newcastle. A good start relatively. I mean, it's not even relatively. It's like the best start Newcastle had of recent. Right. So that should help. So this season, I wouldn't be too worried about relegation. And I might eat my words really quickly. But I'm going to stick by that as much as I hate Steve Bruce and his lack of, uh, of tactics. I think that it's one of those where it's clear everyone else in the world sees the error in Steve Bruce except for certain pundits. And if a new manager, or sorry, a new ownership group comes in, whether that's the Saudi group or, you know, 
I would imagine you give up on the Saudi group probably in like March or something of next year and try to see if there's any other buyers. If someone else is interested, like their first move is going to be a marquee manager or marquee signing or something of that sort, that, that sort. And getting a marquee manager is significantly less expensive than getting a marquee signing, especially when like Newcastle have a, a decent squad already. You just need to find a manager who can, who can get the best out of the squad. Yep. I agree. Wow. Huh? All right. Well, thank you so much, Eric, for for hopping on and and joining us for a Beyond the Tune segment. It was lovely having you on and hearing the story uh, from the old Midwest heartland of America, supporting and loving black and white from Newcastle, England. Uh, Thanks so much. And uh, everyone, away the last. Thanks, guys. I may as well have been in jail I'd walk the streets all day I'll need for a bottle of your own brown hill I'm coming home, Newcastle If you never win the club again I'll pray the dark at St. James's Park If the Gallagher's end in the rain I'm coming home And I'm proud to be a Jody to live in Jody land Some people think we're body And we're hard to understand And they say it's just self-pity And we're not so very tough Cause the people in the big fat city Haven't had it tough as rough I'm coming home, Newcastle You can keep your London wedding I'd walk the streets all day I'll meet for a bottle of the River Tyne I'm coming home, Newcastle I wish I'd never been a weird I'd kiss the ground for the welcome sound In me mother seeing Henny how weird I'm coming home And I miss the old blind busker Who stands at Phoenix door He plays a mean accordion You've all seen him there before the Geordie heroes, there's so many famous names Like Lindis Vaughn in Gaza, Brendan Foster in the Gates at Games I'm coming home, Newcastle, I might as well have been in jail I'd walk the streets all day, I'll need for a bottle of your own brown nail I'm coming home, Newcastle, if you never win the cup again I'll brave the dark in St. James's Park in the Gallagher's end in the rain I'm coming home, Newcastle You can keep your London wine I'd walk the streets all day I'll wait for a bottle of the River Tyne I'm coming home, Newcastle I wish I'd never been away I'd kiss the ground for the welcome sound In me mother seeing Henny Howie I'm coming home, Newcastle I might as well have been in jail Walk the streets all day, I'll meet for a bottle of your own brown nail. I'm coming home, Newcastle. If you never win the cup again, I'll brave the dog. It's in James's pocket, the Gallagher's end in the rain. I'm coming home.